When I say like set stuff up, I mean you like, didn't. You didn't tell me to. All you said was plug shit. I said in. set. Okay. All Three, right. two, one, action. guys we are back two beers deep um got a new set kind of that you can't see unless you're watching on twitch which you did, you did tease it last week so i mean at least you followed at least i process. followed through and i didn't get lazy man because <sighs> for well for a second there there was a chance that we just weren't getting a new set and yep. that we, <laughs> we were just rolling with what it was yeah people think we actually kind of planned this out ahead of time but no we legit did this in probably like an hour you're super quiet buddy i don't know if it's mm. Eh. See if you can turn it and speak into it a little bit more. For check, me. check, check. One, two, yeah, that's one, better. two. That's All right, perfect. So, how's your week been going, man? Week's been kind of crazy. Had a had an interesting weekend. Went to Cleveland for the first time in like a oh, year. Oh yeah, weekend. yeah. Took uh, took my mom there for uh, her birthday. Went to uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Very cool. You ever been there? Um, no, I have not. It's uh, it's it's kind of cool. Something I didn't realize because this yep. is the first time I've been on the opposite side of Cleveland. Okay. Was, their stadium is beautiful. The Brown Stadium. The Brown Stadium. Oh. I for as much shit as we would give them for just them being the Browns, their stadium's beautiful. Really? Absolutely beautiful. I was blown away by like how nice it looked. And I mean it kinda sucks that they have been able to put a team together to look <laughs> nice into it. But at the same time though, yeah. like I, you have a beautiful stadium. I will say this. If anyone in Cleveland watched the show, you have a beautiful stadium. Be proud of that. Yeah, my one buddy from work, uh, shout out to Squid. I call him Squid because he was the new guy. He's going to the Hall of Fame game tonight. He's from Akron. So he'll okay. be up at the nice. Hall of Fame game. Yeah, he's which, excited about that. Which, speaking of Akron, I know you. I know how you are with LeBron and stuff, but dude, why didn't you have the logo pointing at you? What do you mean I didn't have the logo pointed? You didn't have the logo pointing at you. Because I had the side that doesn't have the red line attached on the other side. That's why. No, the logo is the side that you want to record on. Ooh. Pull it back down. You look ridiculous. Well, whatever. <laughs> Which, by the way, speaking of uh, yep. Akron, just to say, oh, yeah, yeah. shout out to LeBron James, man. Oh, no, no. You, ha- I, you I, have to. I am the ultimate. I hate LeBron on the court. He does. As a human, he is a five-star human. He is the best human we have to offer. If aliens came and said, give us your best human, he would be a candidate for best human yeah the totally cool with that totally cool with that off the court did you see like the the number of stuff that he's giving to these people in akron it, it's amazing yeah. like free i think it's what free tuition free lunches um and there he he's bikes even, and helmets bikes and helmets yeah he's even offering geds to people that are trying to study up for it and get it yeah. like that that's amazing that is a, truly a guy who is trying to do the best for his community and much applause and respect to LeBron James. He even said that Agreed. no matter where he is, that Cleveland will always be his home. Yeah, and I mean, that's kind of obvious. You know what I mean? Like, um, he'll always do things for Akron. Absolutely. Can you not get it back to the way it was? Is it okay? No, because you, like, decided to play. Oh. Interesting. Whatever. So, <laughs> no, what he did in his I Promise school was unbelievable, and every athlete should look to do that in their hometown if they are capable of doing it. Just like Derek Rose just started the Rose Foundation, which gives kids – I forget where he's from. He's from Chicago. You want to put money on that? Derek Rose is Derek Rose is from Chicago. You think? Yes. Okay. Willing to bet. I don't. I don't know. I think he's from New York. No, he's from Chicago. I'll bet my the next six pack for next week on it. I mean, you're buying the next 
He played for Chicago. He's from <laughs> Chicago. Okay, that explains. Okay, you're right. He went to Memphis. Who? There's somebody. Okay, never mind. Uh, you know what? I got one more Google. Where's oh. Kemba Walker from? Uh, oh wow, I don't know. New York. Okay, sorry, mm. I confused the you two of them. You had Kemba and yep. Derrick Rose confused. Yep. Oh. Well, I mean, that's fair. Guards I mean, that never hit their potential. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into the We're starting show off on a yeah. great way right now. <laughs> Let's. So, obviously, guys, if you're watching on Twitch, um, which we're going to be cutting some more clips and things like that, you see the new set. You see we are now turned around. No more couch, no more windows. I think this is the best way to do it, which is perfectly fine with me. We have more um, light coming our way, too. It's kind of nice. No, yeah, we really do. Natural, yeah. natural light. Mm-hmm. All I had to do was kick my girlfriend out of the apartment. Hi, Kaylee. No, we picked her <laughs> out. <laughs> but uh, no, hindsight, guys, this will pretty much be the set. Like, obviously, things behind us will change. Obviously, we're moving the TV at one point. Um, but this will be the set from now on. So I'm excited about that, at least. No, I love the way that this looks. And also, we can also prominently display beer sponsors that we hopefully get in the future. I so. also like that the microphone is directly in front of your face and so, no like, one can see you at all. I am an ugly son of a bitch. What can I say? All right, Greg. Let's uh, let's talk. Let's talk football. Let's talk college football. Let's talk about the only thing that's worth talking about. Um, give me an up. Like, what what is this urban Urban Meyer? Jesus. Lord oh God. man. What is the Urban Meyer story? It's it's crazy. So, um, basically, the entire background was that he um, an assistant coach. I don't even know if he's still there or not. I'm pretty sure he's an ex assistant. Yeah. But um, ex assistant now. Yeah, ex assistant. Uh, apparently, it was discovered that an ex assistant coach had a a very, very long and tenuous history of domestic violence, which is just awful in every single way you can think of. But what made this worse was that the his wife, I don't even know if it's his wife or ex-wife right now, but he came out, she came out and said that everyone on the Ohio State coaching staff knew about it because all the wives knew. Yeah. And she even pointed out and said that Urban Meyer's wife knew. So it kind of came out that eventually – this this news kind of started spreading, and yeah. it basically just came out of control. Where Urban Meyer is now on administrative leave. Yeah, and and, and it's one of those. It's definitely um, it it all started a combination of things, and I don't want to get too cultural and too political and all this stuff. No, a combination no, of the Joe Paterno situation and the Me Too movement mm-hmm. um, gave her, I think, the courage. Well, the Joe Pot didn't give her the courage, but the Me Too movement gave her the courage to bring it up. Is the biggest point. Um, Urban Meyer should get absolutely the highest level the NCAA can give him uh-huh. because human to human, there is no direct, like, he cannot go to jail for this. No, I, no, absolutely not. You know what not. I mean? He didn't do something. It's like looking at media, like or not media, it's like looking at law versus ethics. What he did was not technically illegal. What Joe Paul did was not technically illegal, but ethically the worst type of human ever mm-hmm. at all. So when you look at Urban Meyer as a coach, to put him in responsibility obviously is a little uh, him and the Joe Paul situation are different, but they are very much going to be viewed the same. Mm-hmm. And I think for the sake of ethics, it should be the same. No, absolutely. Uh if you want to put it in perspective, 2011, Jim Tressel got fired from Ohio State because his players had that issue where they were trading memorabilia for tattoos. Yeah. And Tressel lied and to and Tre- Tressel lied to the board of trustees over that. Yeah. This absolutely supersedes that in my opinion. Really? 
Absolutely, because I mean, what what was the worst thing that the players did? They traded, yeah. they traded stuff that was given to them by the university in exchange for tattoos. I mean, was it kind of illegal? I mean, I don't want to get into the specifics of it, but I mean, is it, it illegal or is it illegal in the eyes of the NCAA? It was probably illegal in the, in the eyes okay. of the Okay, I didn't know if they yeah, had yeah. something. Yeah, I think in the eyes of the NCAA, it was illegal because they were essentially trading, you know, something that a university provided you for a service. Yeah. So that was probably for it. haircuts and tattoos. Yeah, and, something yeah. like that. Yeah, but what Urban Meyer did, if he knew about this and did nothing, that that is far worse. Yeah, far far worse. And if if Ohio State, uh, first off, yes, in history, Ohio State actually did put Urban Meyer on administrative leave. So that was something that just came to the light, I believe, yeah. today actually. But as sad as this is to say, like uh, Urban Meyer needs to be fired. Yeah, easily. It, it, he needs to. Um, and a couple people were saying that he'll go to the NFL. Um, I think Urban Meyer, the football coach, and Urban Meyer, the human, are the same person. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like saying, oh, like the Browns will take Urban Meyer as an offensive coordinator. It, you you got to let it at least, like, for from a football sense – you can't do anything right now. No, this is like uh, this is kind of similar to the the Mike Rice situation at Rutgers. Remember when like he was accused of the bullying situation? Yes, there was a video yes. that came out of like yep. him like just swearing at his players. Yep. It took a while before Mike Rice was even looked at for other opportunities because he had like rebuilt himself. Yes. And it's a weird situation for Urban Meyer because, like you said, he didn't do anything illegal. It's just. Ethically wise, it's disgusting. It's, 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 it's a disgusting yeah. look, yeah. yeah. And it also says a lot about his wife too. His wife didn't say anything to, it, didn't report it or anything. Yeah, and I wonder. The rough part about it all is, I'm not saying because we all have been in situations where we should have done something, and it's tough to get a part of it. But to allow that to happen under your watch at a school, and you say, "Well, that was my friend," it it just it leads it to be. Um, I think it's a changing of the guard in culture and sports, and that's the best way I can put it. Especially at a university like Ohio State. Yeah. Urban Meyer is essentially the CEO of a, yeah, huge, cor- of a huge corporation that brings in tons of revenue every year for the university. Very true. It, he needs to be held accountable for this. I mean, if you look at any any big CEO or any big corporation that has a scandal like this come out, the first person to go is the CEO. Yeah. That that's that's just how it works. Yep. So if anything, if college football is looked at as a business in this way, Urban Meyer needs to be let go. And I I feel I feel bad for that because like I I've looked at Urban Meyer and like it, it's kind of it's great to see how well he's kind of changed his life when he got back to Ohio State. Like after the health issues that he had, like it's it was a great story. But after this, is his legacy tarnished? Yes, um, I think his legacy was tarnished when he ran away from Florida after allegations. It was asterisked. To be fair, it wasn't allegations he ran from. It was actually like his health was something that he kind of... And the fact that he had Aaron Hernandez. And I, I, not... We're not going to like go down that road, man. So basically what we're touching on here, guys, is Urban Meyer is basically... I, I, I'm going to say it flat out, reporting here first. He's done. Um, for college, for at least this year, recommended more. Um, looking at the spectrum, let's get a little more, a little more like... Uh, happier conversation greg <laughs> you are more the college football guy than i am i am uh rankings came out oh the coach alabama ball, yeah. clemson ohio state yep one does any of that surprise you know nope none whatsoever two do you think ohio state's ranking now goes down because urban's gone and do you know 
this is I know we didn't prepare for this question, but do you know if there's a name in the organization that could handle being a head coach or if they're going to bring someone in? Like, I know it's a tough question to answer right now, but just it, it, best guess kind of a thought because I don't think they're going to get another active coach as their coach, so they'll have to go internal this year. Right. I, I think this is going to end up being kind of like the uh, the what was the guy's name? Um, Luke Luke Luke. Fockle, Luke, okay. Luke Fickle, I believe. Like when he, um, when Jim Trestle got fired, like I think it was during, I think it was during like spring, spring camp or something, and um, and uh, Fickle essentially had to take over for no free ads. Yeah, no free ads. <laughs> when uh, <laughs> when he had to take over for um, when he had to take over for Jim Trestle and took them six and six. So I, I think it's gonna end up being something like that. Um. My ranking doesn't really drop necessarily because okay. I feel like Ohio State is still talented. It's yeah. just the idea of essentially that you have to still lead that group of men. And it says a lot about a head coach because the head coach in the end is the one that You're, he's he the takes, CEO. He's like the CEO. Said, he yeah, takes responsibilities for this. And this is this is a, a, a young and talented team. Like it is every year. I mean, they have the number one overall prospect this year in Nick Bosa. Yeah, so, they do have Bosa who's so there's, household. So there's a lot player. of really good time. They have really good running back depth. Mike Weber looks like a stud. So, I mean, I just Googled it and they have Tate Martell as their starting quarterback. Do you know anything about him? Uh, off the top of my head, I remember he was a. Tathan? I, I don't know. T A T H A N Tate Martell. Tathan. Hmm. Tathan. I remember he was a big recruit coming out, obviously, because Ohio State always gets like big recruits when they come yeah, out. Whatever. But no, he was a—I think he was a California guy, right? I I, I exited out his first. Yeah, name scared yeah. me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, um, no, I—it's I, going to be interesting. I—I I, I feel like I wouldn't be surprised if uh, Ohio State, after the scandal, especially if Urban Meyer isn't the head coach, they don't go like maybe eight and four. Okay, that's but, fair. But then again, to be fair, the the Big Ten's kind of going to be a little tough this year. It's very deep, so God only knows what can happen. Is Who wins the Big Ten? Do you think it's Ohio State? Because Penn State's still loaded even though they don't have Barkley, right? <laughs> Fuck, I hate Penn State. Uh, the problem with Penn State is that they actually have a replacement for uh, Saquon Barkley's name. His name is Miles Sanders, uh, Woodland Hills grad. He's, he's a stud. I actually wanted Pitt to get him really badly. So I'm not but... mad at that statement, but... I don't think you can just fill in what's Saquon Barkley is the greatest production-wise running back. Like, and I get it. There's people that have had better numbers. Like Royce Freeman at Oregon has better numbers. Right. And um, is it Tate at Arizona? Oh, Khalil Tate. Yeah, Khalil Tate Khalil has Tate, yeah. better numbers, but Saquon was on a different level. Right, but Khalil, um, Khalil Tate was also a quarterback, though. I feel like there was a running back. I know, was it Tate that had the rushing numbers? Okay, Khalil, yeah, Khalil sorry. Tate was quarterback. Yeah, okay, I take full blame on that, but he still had the rushing numbers. Is <laughs> no, the he did. Part. He he he's going to be the front runner for the Heisman Trophy this year. I feel like, but yeah, uh, Penn State is still solid. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Michigan kind of makes a run this year, just for the fact that they need to. I, I feel like the pressure's yeah, on. Yeah, dude, the pressure's Why on Harbaugh. Why does Jim this year? Harbaugh have like immunity, but he's not doing anything there ever? I don't know. It, it's a it's a weird. It's a weird kind of thing that he has going on. I feel like he was looked at when he brought it when he was brought in as like the savior of Michigan. No, he was hundred percent. But when yeah. you think about it, he was the head coach at Stanford, and I think it took him three or four years. Before well, that he... was before he went to a Super Bowl. That you was. Know what I mean, like it, that it, was. I agree with you, but I would make the argument that Dave Caldwell did more for Stanford than Jim Harbaugh ever did. Okay. Dave Caldwell consistently puts out nine and ten win teams at Stanford, and he gets no credit compared to what Jim Harbaugh did. That's fair. None. Um, so, so uh, we're talking too long about college, though. Let's get into hmm. let's. There's three things we want to talk about, and then we're going to get back to the NFL. Tiger, Phil, 
Thanksgiving weekend, $10 million on the line. I'm pounding the table because Greg's mic is funny. Um, Which is funny. You're usually the one that has the bad mic. I know. I set it up perfect today. Oh, I hate you. Um, New set, new me. Mm -hmm. Who do you got, Greg, and what are we betting? Ooh. Because I got Tiger, so I don't know who you got. See, that's... Bullshit. Tiger's actually <laughs> Tiger's actually making like a comeback and he looks like he's on fire. I'm right not now. not getting Tiger. You're not not I getting Tiger. I have a golden tee arcade game. I get to pick. He does. I want Tiger. And I'm telling you right now, I think I, I think that's gonna be the best thing in golf. Really? That I've seen in a long time. Well, what's nice about it is that they picked the perfect time to do it because it's Oh yeah, it's dude, Thanksgiving. Agreed. No Very no good. one does anything on Thanksgiving. The only so this thing is you can brilliant. watch is Matt Stafford shit on the Browns. That's pretty much the only other thing you got on Thanksgiving. I actually don't even know what the Thanksgiving football schedule me, is me this either. year. We, yeah. I have no idea. I'm so excited. Um but yeah, so Tiger Woods and Phil Mickelson will play I think it's I'm pretty sure it's one on one, ten million dollars rounds one-on-one? of golf. I have a good feeling it's one on one. The big benefit of this, though, is Tiger's back, and they started talking about this. Like, <clears throat> it was never Tiger versus Phil. It was like, oh, Phil's up, lefty's up, Tiger's up, blah, blah, blah. It was never the two of them going at it in this tournament. Like, if you're a golf fan or you just like playing golf or you just like Tiger or even if you just like sports, this is the perfect chance for you. If you don't like golf after this, you don't like golf. It just is. And you know what I would do if I was them? What? I would make it an invite-only um, tournament, so I would have only so kind of I, I don't so, only only have ten guys, and they'd be the ten biggest names. I want Fowler, Johnson, Spieth, Day. So you essentially kind of want something similar to the players, but more exclusive. I want an all-star game, a selected all-star game, because guess what? Jason Day might have a bad ye- like year. Mm-hmm. He's still Jason Day. Well, to be fair, the, the thing that I consider the all-star thing of golf is usually the Ryder Cup. No, agreed. But it's then then it's the Ryder Cup. Right. Which I agreed. Okay, so the Ryder Cup will have the big names, but what I want is I want like like I want this to be a tournament where like it is just the 10 biggest names in golf. Okay. Cuz I I don't I don't want guys that like are good, but are only like Danny Willard who won the Masters. Yeah. Shout out to you for winning it, and I love Sheffield, but I don't want him there. Like Mol- Molinari, the guy we shouted out for winning the yeah. uh, for winning the, Molinari, the Open last year. Congratulations! I hope you win many more, but I don't want you in this tournament at all. Yeah, I want m- the only vi- like fringe guy that I'll accept are Doshambo and uh, John Ram, and I'm calling them fringe based on John popularity. Rom. Love John Ram. John Ram can bang. But I'm calling them fringe based on popularity. Mm-hmm. That's it. Um, Can you imagine the advertising opportunity DeChambeau could have for wearing that hat on? on yeah, that? I would. You know what I would do if I was in that tournament and had that hat? Mm-hmm. Bruce Arians would be my caddy. <laughs> That's it. Boom, done. <laughs> I love that. They owe me now two hundred million dollars. Can go do. So how would you do this? I would do it essentially, kind of like, like you said, like a winner take all. But like each player has to put in like maybe one. One, put, mi- one million? Everyone puts in a mil. Okay. Winner takes home 10. Really? One round. That's it. Like, oh, okay. I was going to say, like, you could do, like, maybe nine with the other mil going to charity. Nope. No? Screw charity. <laughs> Whoever she is, she gets too much money. Screw it. Um, Who would you have going in that? So let's, let's, all right. So okay, so we're doing, like. Uh, Tiger Woods, Phil, obviously. We're doing 10 names. Okay. We need 10 names of golfers. So we got two. We need eight more. 
um, the biggest names. And I, let's do. Let's just go back and forth. I'm I'm gonna say Jordan Spieth. Okay, I'll say Rory McIlroy. Why did it autocorrect? Rory's. That's yep. Yeah, Rory. I will do. I'll do DJ Dustin Johnson. Uh, I'll do Justin Thomas. You think he's up there? Yes. Okay. Oh come on, Justin Thomas is totally I mean, up there. I mean, one, two, three, four, five, six. I, it's not that he's not up there. How how is Justin Thomas not up there? He's just not cool. Oh, give me a like, break. I'm, my next guy, Ricky Fowler. He, Ricky Fowler's cool, man. Okay, uh, then my next one is Jason Day. Great pick. Mm-hmm. Much better than Justin Thomas. No, I like Justin Thomas a lot. I, I do. You I really are such do. a hater on Justin Thomas. Like I don't get that. All right, we each get one more pick. I would go ju- my my last one. I don't know if you'll take him. I would go on name value and ju- name value alone. You're not going Rom? Nah, he's your guy. I like Rom, but like in terms of got eyeballs, this guy will bring more. Really? Yes. So I think with the it's it's a it's an interesting take. Do you want the guy? Do you want young guys that have hot names that are really cool right now, or do you want a guy that you've never seen Tiger play against mm-hmm. throughout his entire career? Mm-hmm. I think. And which which route are you going with yours? Just I just out of curiosity. He's kind of both. Oh. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. I'd say he's kind of both. So he's a young guy that has been around long enough for Tiger to have played with him before? Or not a young guy, but a popular guy now. Yeah, I feel like Tiger played with him, but this was when Tiger was still kind of like struggling to get his like back in order. I'm trying to think. Who it should be pretty about. obvious uh, based on the list that is uh, that we have right now. Is it one of the bros of golf? Essentially, yes. <laughs> you know who it is. Come I on. don't. You don't know? Take your pick. Bubba Watson. Ah, you're right. That's a great pick. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love Bubba. Yeah. That's a great pick, man. Um, when my dad uh, used to have PNC as um, his territory, and he had to travel down south to the dealerships and stuff, yeah. like, Bubba Watson has his own car dealership down no in uh, Bama. Yeah. Yeah, that's dope. I think it's uh, Lexus, if I remember correctly. I, but, yeah, he makes He's it. also the guy that made the hovercraft that is true, golf cart. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm trying to think. I I can't see Justin Thomas would be a nice pick right now. No, you know what I'm doing. What? Gary Player. What? Oh, come on. Are you serious? That's, that's I w- would you not spend money to watch Gary Player play against this list of guys? He, you've seen him at the Masters drive the ball still. I have. Dude bangs in the senior tour. <sighs> but. All right, let's a take, senior let's tour player, really? No, 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 no. Take I, it out. Oh, my let's God. See. Now I feel like a dick for this. No, 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 you're fine. All right. Um, my big thing is I just don't – I can't fathom a golfer right now. Uh, I'm taking – Ooh, 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 ooh. What? Um, the rounder fellow from Texas. Uh, Patrick. Oh, uh, I can't remember his name. Beef, right? That's his nickname, isn't it? Oh, I thought you were just saying. That was beef, because I mean, like, yeah, or whatever. I can't, I can't remember what the hell his name is. Yeah, he's like, yeah, he he does the Arby's commercials. He's hilarious. I love it. God damn, what's his name? Patrick. No, not not, not, Boo versus no, not beef. beef yeah. Not beef. Not beef. Wait, beef wasn't the guy you were thinking no. of? No. Oh, he was the cool guy. He's got like the he's got like an all. Patrick spirit. Reed. Patrick Reed. Oh, Patrick Reed. okay. I think he's a good combination of fun to watch. Okay. And he's Captain America. Um, Captain America. They called him that. He was. I forget who he's facing off against. So okay. So essentially, based on this tournament, you would have each of them submit a million dollars, and then just a winner take all. 
Yep. All right, let's I like move it. on. NBA signs a deal with MGM. Greg, what does that actually mean? Uh, it basically is kind of what Adam Silver was talking about for the longest time when he wanted to take 1% off of bets. But yeah. now, now, But now essentially the way it works is that MGM is now the official gambling what was it, retailer or gambling licensee of the licensee. NBA. Licensee of the NBA. So, sorry. So uh, at MGM casinos and anywhere that you are allowed to gamble based on MGM, except the app, by the way, which was very surprising. I was kind of thrown off by that. But yeah, uh, MGM is essentially now paying the rights to be able to use NBA logos and licenses and everything to be able to gamble on games now. And this good. is a huge, huge, Very good. huge yeah. deal for the NBA. Good. And total credit to Adam Silver. We love Adam Silver. We've praised him. We good said he's the best Adam Silver show. We said that he is the best commissioner in all of sports. And that this, we've ever seen. Yes. Ever. And this proves it. This absolutely proves it. Yeah, 100%. He, he's adding way more revenue streams to the NBA. He is going with the times. He is someone that takes zero tolerance, a.k.a. the Donald Sterling situation. And awesome. honestly, like this is a huge deal. Although I, I was a little surprised that he about the uh, the mobile gambling rights that weren't included. Yeah, because I feel like that's probably like them thinking like, okay, you know what? We'll give you the rights for your casinos, but mobile is such a bigger market that we mobile can essentially has the do potential it. to bring in trillions. Absolutely, so. absolutely. I so, mean, mobile on Fortnite made a billion dollars in three months. Mm-hmm. So I think Darren Ravel um, actually sent out a tweet earlier today talking about how New Jersey was the first. You know, they were able to do a deal now where you can mobile gamble, wow. and he sent a screen. He sent a screenshot of like um, New Jersey and I believe it was DraftKings that have yeah. an app now where you can gamble. So it, it's a big deal. It's it's been kind of a mixed bag, I think, amongst the general public though. Why is that? Because I think the idea of gambling is still have a has a negative connotation with it. Agreed, but I think it's getting more to light with people that appreciate it now. The ones that have jobs and have money to gamble <laughs> and things like that. So, like, I think personally, I think fantasy football kind of helped with that. Agreed. Because yeah, like, fantasy football is 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 gambling. Yeah, like I I essentially think that DraftKings and um, it ain't gambling for me because it's um, a guarantee. That uh, is poetry. I'm very surprised. You didn't Notice how that entire thing rhymed too. I didn't. I am surprised you didn't have this like front and center like the entire time. But eh, I didn't do it. I should have. I guess we can do this one too. <laughs> Jerry Jones. That's actually better. I like this. I you like, like this that. Bottle. I like that bottle actually. It's yeah, pretty, totally it's pretty badass. Um. Mm. So let. Oh, go ahead. You have something else? No, I was gonna say. So um, I think fantasy football has definitely kind of helped people be more comfortable with gambling. But where does it go after this, you know? Like, like NBA has already kind of, like, made their claim as, like, the yeah. official gambling retailer. Do you think more sports are going to get on it? Or yeah, do you think absolutely, gonna, absolutely. Or is it going to be more of, like, a wait-and-see approach to kind of be like, well, it's still something that's, like, new. It's still something that can be frowned upon in general society. Do we really want to be associated no, with because, it? because um, once they see the money being brought in, I think hockey picks up next. Oh, absolutely. Um, because I, hockey is kind of the th- fourth sport. They, I think they pick up next, and then baseball and football will be the longest lasting without I, I wouldn't be surprised if hockey picks up something like maybe like within Canada just because like, I think they'll have like more opportunities out there just because, I mean, like 
the majority of your like fan base is from there. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed, man. And especially having a team in Vegas, that's going to go light years. Oh, God, out. yeah, absolutely. And then when the Raiders would go there, too. I mean, yeah. yeah. All right, while Greg grabs us two more beers, I will break down the next. <laughs> I'm actually really mad I didn't get them beforehand, but whatever. Uh, I know. I, 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 was, I was production meeting mistakes. Um, so the next thing we're going to get into is quick before we get to the NFL, because the NFL is going to take over about a half hour of the show. Um, NBA news, the biggest NBA news right now is that Draymond Green and Tristan Thompson apparently got into a fight. I love how LeBron that's James. the biggest news, by the way. There's nothing else going on. <laughs> in LeBron James' ESPY party. Basically, it all boils down to the fact that after Game 1 at Golden State, um, Draymond was shaking hands with Kevin Love and LeBron, and Tristan went up to shake his hand, and Draymond said, No, nah, I'm good. At their parade party, Draymond Green said, I told Tristan... We are not cut the same. That's why. And you can see it in a video, him telling Tristan Thompson, hey, we're not cut the same. Um, tensions? <laughs> okay, in, tensions? In, okay, so when it, in terms to cut the same way, Tristan Thompson was a fourth overall pick. Draymond Green was a second rounder, I believe. Draymond is someone who actually plays defense and puts in hustle. Tristan Thompson is barely lucky to get in the starting lineup of the NBA, of the Cavaliers, and the only reason that he got it was because LeBron James wanted Dan Gilbert and them to sign him. Yeah. Uh, I, I actually did not know that was the reason that they got into a fist fight. I thought the reason was because Draymond Green said something about Khloe Kardashian. Well, no, so that's the reason they hate each other. That's the big reason that they hate each other now. But apparently he said something about something and something and something. I mean, Tristan Tristan kind of strikes me as a scumbag a little. Oh, they. I mean, yeah. Just a little. Obvious. Just for a obvious little. Reasons. Yeah, for obvious um, reasons. But yeah. I don't know Tristan. I'm not going to like make any like rash decisions about it, but he just kind of strikes me as it. So So let's. All right. So that's that was NBA news. There's whoop, really whoop. nothing else going on. Nope. I don't think. Um, let's talk a little soccer. If you're cool with that. I'm totally cool um, with that. You're going to be leading it, though, for the record. Just well, saying. what's happening at Southampton? Any, did they pick any transfer news up for our fans at home that love Southampton? Me. Uh, no, I mean, uh, we are in preseason right now. We just won 3-2 over Kelta Vigo. The, our couple of our new signings actually uh, look really good. Stuart Armstrong made some nice plays. Elian Nossi looked really good. Had the game-winning goal there. So um, I'm looking forward to the season. They look... They look so much more fun to watch from an attacking standpoint, which is something that we don't see from Southampton. So I'm actually really excited to see how they uh, progress this year. And that was soccer because Greg's team sucks, and Manchester United is the greatest team on the planet. So uh, let's get into let's get into NFL talk. There's a couple headlines we want to touch on real quick. The first and foremost one is the fact that Earl Thomas told the Seattle Seahawks, and if you remember correctly, Earl Thomas is the last remaining member of the Legion of Boom. I mean, what, uh, Cam Cam Chancellor retired. Are you surprised that he retired, by the way? No. That dude put his neck, body, face on the line every day. I'm surprised he played as long as he did the way he played. Chancellor also kind of revitalized the safety position, too, because he, he, like, he looked like a linebacker. Yep. He was, he was a big so dude. So he, um, he's gone. Richard Sherman's in San Francisco. Who was the other member of the Legion? They kind of interchanged they had, a little. Because the one guy went to Eagles and then Miami. Um, Byron Maxwell. Thank you. He was Thank a, you. Byron yeah. Maxwell. I couldn't think of his name. He was, he life, was a free agent bus, yeah. Um, so anyways, long story short, Earl and, Thomas is. And Jerome the, Lane, too. 
Earl Tom. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah you're yeah, right. Yeah. Lane was the other guy. Yeah. Um, Earl Thomas is the last remaining member. He told the Seattle Seahawks recently, either sign me to an extension or trade me to someone who will. If I'm the Seahawks, I'm trading him. Yes. Obviously. Yes. And if I'm the Seahawks, I'm trading him now. What the And what sucks, too, is that the Seahawks have no leverage whatsoever. They literally have to trade him or else, like, what, what value are they going to get for him? No, agreed, but I think a lot of teams are going to give up a lot for him. Mm-hmm. He's still one of the, and even with his legs snapping last year, still one of the elite safeties in the NFL. Oh, God, just yeah. Just very easily just is. God, yeah. Um, looking at it, I think I remember during the draft last year, the big the big rumor was that they were going to trade him to Dallas for, I think, the second-round pick, which yeah. which I thought. Well, would, he went up to Jason Garrett after their game against Dallas and said, get me. Yeah, I, I would have I liked that deal a lot because Dallas' secondary is garbage. They have a lot of young guys. I like Chidube Awuzie a lot, for the record. But like they, they need a lot more in that secondary, like really, really yeah. badly. And and even we both like Chidube. We we liked him in the draft, but even he's not ready to take on the full workload. No, of no, what no, no, needs no. To happen in the NFL, absolutely not. Um, so that's pretty much it for the Earl Thomas news. I mean, I, do you actually think he'll get traded? In all honesty, like no, what? no. Seattle's stubborn. Seattle's dumb. They ruined the window they had based on the fact that they if they. I, I'm I'm fully confident saying, if they hand Marshawn Lynch the ball, they win three more Super Bowls with that team. Absolutely, winning I, winning solves a lot mm-hmm. of issues. And also, well, I mean, like we said, when you start paying your quarterback, yes, no, agreed, him. agreed. Mm-hmm. Um, there's no better plan in football than the we have a quarterback on a rookie deal. Let's make everything else great. L.A. Rams. Biggest reasons. Yeah. Eagles, yeah. I mean, Eagles, yeah. Eagles have um, two quarterbacks, so hey, might as well go with that. The other news I wanted to bring up, um, just off the rip, is the New England Patriots. So they dropped Jordan Matthews and signed Eric Decker. How how much what of an a, upgrade? How much of a fall from Grace has Jordan Matthews had? I remember when he got drafted and he was like and I, I watched that Monday night game with Chip Kelly as I think yeah. his number one wide receiver and stuff, and he just like it's just been like was he over- ever at grace though? He had maybe a handful of games that he hit the pillar we set for him. I don't think Jordan Matthews was ever good. He looked like a a decent possession guy, but I feel like the problem was he was never going to be that number no, one guy. injury, injury, injury. But right. at the end of the day, was it soft tissue stuff, kind of like Alshon Jeffrey, or was yeah, it more? Yeah, except Alshon can still play every once in a while. Yeah, that's fair. And Jordan's, I forget, his his injury now I think was hamstring. But signing a guy like Eric Decker, who his injuries have been kind of weird, and what I mean by weird is the fact that I'm not scared to draft Keenan Allen in fantasy because his injuries were weird. Right. It was ACL, which was one year. Then it was like the punctured kidney. Punctured kidney. Punctured kidney. Or spleen. One of the two. It was, yeah, it was one of those like But the whole organs. point is that there are very large differences between Alshon Jeffrey's injuries and Keenan Allen's injuries. Alshon Jeffries are nagging. And Jordan Matthews had an Alshon Jeffrey injuries mm-hmm. his whole freaking career. <laughs> the whole point of it all, though, is that the Patriots do not have Julian Edelman for four games. Yep. They now have Malcolm Mitchell, Chris Hogan, and Eric Decker. Chris Hogan is the bona fide number one. Don't get me wrong. But Decker will get a lot of red zone attention that will take away from Gronk or he'll be open because of Gronk. I now am targeting Eric Decker in drafts. Decker is the epitome of consistency. Yeah, that's very kinda, true, That's the man. best way I can put it. Like, he 
He just goes to work. The Jets that year when it was him and Brandon Marshall and Ryan Fitzpatrick, and they both went for 1,000 yards. One of the greatest years I've seen for a wide receiver that wasn't like a big-name guy. Wait, wait. How about the year before when he was in Denver and he had that one game with four touchdowns with Peyton yeah. Manning as the quarterback? Very true. He was a stud that year. That that was the whole reason that he got that big contract with the Jets to begin with. So, and he backed it up at the Jets. Absolutely. It was just the fact that he was too expensive that they decided to cut him, unfortunately, which is the sad state of the NFL. That's just how it works now. Some other news we can bring up about the NFL. Um, I'm just going to start tossing out headlines. Nothing crazy. Ross Crockwell. Crockle? Crockle. From the Panthers, tore his ACL. He's out for the season. That was Nat. No, no, it wasn't the torn ACL. Did you see what happened? No, I did not. I thought it was torn. Broke his leg. Yikes. Literally, like, it it was bad. Like, I think I remember seeing on Twitter that, like, they – the reporters who were there literally described it as like his leg just like snapping. Damn, it was bad. Um, obviously, if you've been living under a rock, Hunter Henry is out for the year. Um, that I happened. was living under a rock during the draft, by the way. That was me. Wait, yeah, remember I made the comment about Hunter Henry, and I think it was uh, the NFL. Dra- I thought you meant a fantasy draft. No, no, him or something. No, I, I think I think it was fantasy, and then Sluk made a comment about how like, oh yeah, Hunter Henry's out for the year. I, was like, Fuck. I didn't right. draft him, but I made a comment. So. Here's that moment of the thing where Derek Pease and Greg's alone. Talk baseball. This is literally what happens when he always does this. So, for baseball, for people who are actually interested, it was the trade deadline this week, people. A lot of things happened. Um, so, a couple big stories, obviously, is uh, our my beloved Pittsburgh Pirates decided to go all in and trade for Chris Archer. Uh, Chris Archer was a Cy Young caliber pitcher. Um, I think two years ago when he had just a ridiculous amount of strikeouts. Is he the same pitcher? Um, that's debatable. He's gotten older. Uh, his stuff hasn't really been as crisp as it usually has been, but the Pirates gave up uh, Austin Meadows, who a lot of people thought was going to be the future in the outfield. But if you look at their depth now, they he was expendable. Tyler Glass now was a top prospect who a lot of people thought was going to be the front line of the rotation. But again, uh, his consistency-wise, he couldn't do it, and the bullpen is already stacked as is, so it was a good trade. I'm excited. Uh, Kevin Gaussman is now an Atlanta Brave, who is the prime candidate for a change of scenery type, and I think is going to be a stud there. And Brian Dozier joined Manny Machado to be an elite infield for the Dodgers, and I'm expecting big things from them in the West coming into the playoffs. And baseball's done because it sucks. The other news <laughs> doesn't suck. I'm sorry. You just um, don't want to talk about it, so that's understandable. A little bit. All right, Greg, you know what? We got about 20 minutes left in the episode. Let's just get to um, – let's try and get to our awards segment. So All right. if we have time left over, we can do a draft after. Fair enough. Basically, guys, what we're going to do right now is we are doing a um, way too early – Greg mentioned uh, last week. We started the NFL stuff? We did. We, yeah. yeah, last week we did a um, – we started talking about teams that we expect to make the playoffs this year that didn't last year. And I, I want to correct myself, by the way, because yeah. I, I mentioned that the Packers made the playoffs last year. That is not true. Because I remember last year uh, was, very, yeah. Last year was the year that three Red NFC Hunley. South teams – Yeah, three NFC South teams made the playoffs last year, and obviously the Vikings won the North. So, my bad. I was drunk. That's so crazy that three out of four teams in the NFC South went through. That's how good that division yeah, was. No, it's amazing. I think it's the best division in football. Actually, yeah. What is the best division in football? In all of football? I think uh, it has to be. It has I to mean, be. I mean, maybe Broncos. Who? Broncos, Chargers, Raiders. I think Broncos still have questions at quarterback. Um, Raiders are still kind of like in recovery Who's mode. Who's the fourth in there? Why am I going crazy? You got Chiefs, Chiefs and Chargers. Chiefs, Chiefs, Chiefs. And Chargers, yeah. I said Chargers. 
Broncos, oh, Chargers, Raiders. Yeah, yeah, no, sorry. you're good. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Chiefs, sorry. Yeah. I still think it's the NFC South. It's got to be. I feel like I feel like the sexy pick is usually the East, just because like everyone gets like blinded by the the prestige of the Cowboys and the Giants and the Redskins and yeah, the Yeah, but they're Eagles. not good. Yeah, they're not good. So, like, it's kind of like... The Eagles are good now. The Eagles are very good, yes. Are good. But no, no, I'm I'm a firm believer that the best division is definitely the South. Cool. Last year proved it, and I think the three teams can be interchanged easily. It's going to be a dogfight to get into the playoffs for that so division. So, what Greg and I are doing is we're each going to take, and you can... Uh, we'll go down the line. So, okay. I'll get a first, and then you'll you'll pick, and then we'll switch on the next one. All right, fair enough. Um, what do you want to so, start with? We will do. Hold on, while I write all the lists. Um, we'll, we're going to do offensive player of the year, mm-hmm. and then defensive player of the year. Okay. Um, we're going to do offensive rookie of the year, or no? We'll do defensive rookie of the year. That way we can switch it up. Okay. So you'll get first on that. I'll get second on that, and then offensive Roy, which we are leaving out. Saquon Barkley. Yes. Because we both know that'll be him. Key on that. <laughs> um, that one will be Derek. Then Greg, and then we're doing comeback of the year, and then coach of the year, mm-hmm. and then NV. P. So that means you'll have first pick for MVP, and I'll have coach of the year, which... Okay, fair enough. Um, all right, Greg, go in a little bit on your offensive player of the year. Okay, so uh, in the short amount of time that I had to figure this out, because literally it was the entire podcast... For 41 minutes. 40, I had other stuff to talk about. Fuck off. Um, I am not going to go Todd Gurley, who won it last year. I think he was a great player last year, but I feel like there's going to be probably more guys that step up in their place. Yeah. Um, looking at it, I think this is kind of a, a weak pick, but I think he's going to take that next step, and I know you're not a fan of this guy for fantasy, but I still think he will get there because of the more workload he's going to get. I'm going to say Alvin Kamara, New Orleans Saints, is going to be the offensive player of the year this year. Yeah, I mean, just to give a little backstory on what Greg meant by I don't like him. Um, for fantasy guys, if you listen to the TFTB Fantasy Show, which is our fantasy football podcast on Thoughts of the Bench, I'm going to start doing episodes a week starting next week. Um, we'll have an episode come out tomorrow night in uh, Saturday, I believe. We'll get them out. But my whole point is basically, guys, for Alvin Kamara, you're looking at an offense that has, and we can all agree on this, a Hall of Fame quarterback. Yep who threw not nearly close to the number of passes he normally tosses. And look how well they did last year because of that, too. Agreed. Mm -hmm. But they also had Mark Ingram and Alvin Kamara, who I'm a firm believer that Kareem Hunt and Alvin Kamara were as good as they were because teams didn't know how good they were. Okay. Like, I think that's a very, very, very capable thing to say about a rookie. You can Teams also kind of say that about Gurley and Bell when they first started getting yes, yeah. too. So yeah, and then Bell Gurley's year too. Yeah, that's um, true. which obviously he had Jimbo Fi- or he had Jimbo. He had <laughs> Jim Fisher. Oh god, um, Jeff. Why am I saying Jim Fisher? He had <laughs> Jeff. Fisher. You were confusing. Fisher, you were, you were Fisher. shortening I know. Jimbo. I, was, I just shortened the crap out of it. <laughs> My whole point is that there's going to be a regression. I get that Ingram's out for four games, but for the Saints, there's going to be some regression with Alvin Kamara. There just is. Like, I, there just is going to be. And I don't think they hold Drew Brees back, especially when you sign a guy like Cameron Meredith to be the number two to a guy like Michael Thomas, who their number three is Ted Ginn. Yeah. I just, it's, it's not that I don't love Kamara. I just want someone else to take him before it's my pick because then I'll have to take him, and I won't feel good about it. And if you're playing fantasy football, it is a game. Feel good about your picks. That's fair. 
Offensive Player of the Year for Derek. You know what? I It's a very, very risky pick mm-hmm. in the sense that it doesn't get to this position very often. I'm going Antonio Brown. Okay. Wide receivers I, don't that. get enough credit. Obviously, we're from Steelers, hence the town, the Butt Dupree. Wide receivers do not get enough credit when it comes to player of the year candidacy. Candidacy, Because yeah. it's a quarterback throwing them the ball, whereas a running back makes all their things. I will say right now, Antonio Brown is the best receiver I've ever seen. He is. He needs the Super Bowl to cement him better than anyone else has ever played the game. But he's the best receiver I've ever seen, and he's the best Steelers receiver ever. He's the most physically gifted receiver I've ever seen. Absolutely. Because the amount of work that he puts into it is just bar none. So now we're going over to defensive poi. I have the first pick in that. Um, you know, I, there's a couple guys that I really want to pick, but because of contract negotiations, man, is that hard. Oh, it's uh, you the, know uh, what I mean? Because like, that's that's how I go with fantasy. I like to go for guys who are in contract years because yep. I know they have to like outperform to like get the big contract in the offseason. You know what? I'm, I'm just going to take them. I, I think we both can agree, and you're probably watching what I'm typing. When it comes down to the fact that he is the best interior defensive lineman on the planet. Yep. Aaron Donald is a Absolutely. freak. He's Aaron motivated. Donald needs more money. He does deserve. He deserved what Brandon Cooks got on a contract. That's very fair. Yeah. I mean, so yeah, yeah that's very fair. Aaron yeah. Donald is my my defensive poi. Yeah, like uh, like Todd Gurley deserved what he did. Yes, like a hundred percent. Todd Gurley, hundred percent. He won offensive. He won offensive player of the year last year. He deserved that contract. Brandon Cooks getting five years, eighty something mil when he barely produced in New England. Three teams in three years. Yeah, that's that's. I don't agree with that at all. Who's your defensive poi, Greg? Uh, I'm gonna stay in the same area. I'm gonna go Joey Bosa. Oh, okay. A I lot, like that. A lot. A lot of a little pe- stretch pick, but a I lot, like that. I th- actually, a lot of people are picking Joey Bosa to be a defensive player of the year this year. But the reason that I look at them, I, I'm agreeing in this sense because when I look at that defense. It is so just it, the Loaded. the potential of it is just so nasty. Yeah, it just looks so good. And when I watch Bosa play, I feel like he just wants to like rip the tackles' heads off in order to get a sack. And I love that attitude. Is he in it for the money? Fuck yeah, he's in it for the money. He's he was like the longest I think rookie holdout. Yeah, in like the longest time because of that. And but I, I love his attitude, and I think he's going to be a stud this year. Who's your defensive rookie of the year, Greg? Defensive Rookie of the Year. I think the uh, the safe pick is probably Raquan Smith, but I'm going to go in the same area with a guy that me and you love. I'm going to say Derwin James. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah. Especially with... Uh, with Jason Verrett out for the yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think they're going to have to rely on Derwin James a lot in that secondary. Uh, he's not a corner. He's going to be a safety, obviously. But... I love his potential, man. He's a physic- he's a physical specimen, and I think he's going to be someone that is just a ball hawk in that secondary. Agreed. I like Derwin James. They got very lucky there, the Chargers, that he fell. Oh, um, it was a like a gift from God that he fell all the way to seventeen. It's not yeah. even close. So I'm not I'm not gonna touch on Roquan. I think that he could win it, but it normally goes to a skill position, which is well, not skill, but either a defensive tackle or a corner. Right. I'm gonna go Minka Fitzpatrick. Um, okay. I think Minka, who got drafted by the Dolphins, mm-hmm. is in a situation. So it's between him and Denzel Ward for me. He's in a weird situation, by the Minka way. Minka is? Yeah. He's on, he's on a team that is in limbo. Mm-hmm. But what I can say is that team I – mean, I mean, oh, here's what I'll say. The Jets were in limbo before Jamal Adams became their safety. Right. You Jamal, know what I mean? Like Jamal Adams essentially created an identity. For yes. Them. Yes. I think Minka Fitzpatrick – 
can make an identity for that team, and playing Tom Brady and aging Tom Brady with terrible targets twice a year, mm-hmm. he has a chance to actually get some numbers that will produce some kind of Roy or Poi conversation. <laughs> Who's uh, – oh, wait, I'm up first. Yeah. So offensive rookie of the year. We are obviously leaving out Saquon Barkley. Perfectly fine. We are. Um, ooh, I'm not going to go to quarterback, obviously. Okay. Uh, I'm not going tight end. So it's between running back and receiver. And you know what? I'm going to go with um, – yeah, I'm going to go with Darius Geis. Oh, in Washington? Um, okay, I like yeah. that. I like so that. you look at Darius Geis, and obviously there's a lot of question marks, but here's what I can tell you. The Washington Redskins had the most goal-to-go rushes last year in the NFL. That was between Samaj P. Ryan, Fat Rob Kelly, um, and Chris Thompson a right. couple times. Darius Geis was considered a better prospect than Leonard Fournette coming out. He has some character issues, and he doesn't catch the ball, which is fine. When you look at the need at Rookie of the Year, there's no receiver that scares me. Mm-hmm. I like DJ Moore a lot. Mm-hmm. DJ Moore is a great pick, but yes. rookie wide receivers do not impact instantly nine times out of ten. Now, Juju did. We got lucky there. Yeah, Juju was in like a weird situation, too, because no one expected him to be yes. there. And he was a third receiver, to be fair. Yeah, very true. Yeah. But what I'm saying here is I, I personally think it's going to be a running back. So you look at the running backs. I, I obviously Saquon Barkley, Saquon Barkley. But you look. At, there's a couple names. I'm not gonna name them because Greg might pick them. Mm-hmm. But when you look at guys, he's gonna get twelve touchdowns possibly, just based off of goal line carries. And if they implement him into any sort of passing game, mm-hmm. ugh, watch out. Jay Gruden was also quoted as saying that he was surprised because going into the season, he thought he had the potential to be a number one overall pick. Darius a Geist. lot of us did. Yeah. But because of character issues, he fell to the second round. I think Darius Geis is the best prospect, not named Barkley, in the draft offensively. You are up, Greg. All right. Offensive Roy. All right. Uh, you were in the same you were in like the same train of thought because yes, I am going running back. I was gonna like I, I thought for a sec, I was like, you know what, I could like throw some like crazy shit and go for like uh and go for like Sam Darnold or something as a quarterback. So I'm not I'm not doing that. Um I'm gonna go running back and I'm gonna say there's two guys I, I look at. I'm thinking either Sony Michelle was my first idea. I had that written already. And I was like <laughs> I, I was thinking Sony Michelle because I, I thought to myself, okay, looking at Belichick, I feel like he's gonna like be a home run threat and he's just gonna like outplay his way into it. But yeah. I'm gonna go with a different I'm gonna go with kind of a safer route. I'm gonna say Ronald Jones. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Ronald Jones. Um, I feel like Ronald Jones is in a good situation because like in terms of starting in Tampa, I feel like the competition isn't really that great. Well, so here's what I'm going to say. They still have Peyton Barber. They do. The problem with me cuz I loved Ronald Jones before a couple things started happening. I really think that uh they're close to losing a head coach. I think that Jameis Winston, his suspension is an, an absolute moron, and I don't know if Ronald Jones can maintain three-down back work, but here's what I say. I didn't think Kareem Hunt could handle three-down back work. I, I knew Kamara could coming out of Tennessee, yes. but Kareem Hunt came out of Toledo, a small D1 school. I did not think he could handle three-down back work, and he shoved it down my throat. Especially after the first carry he had when he fumbled, too. Like, that was yeah, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Against the Patriots, right? Yeah, yeah it was the Patriots. Dude, he fumbled on his first touch, and then he lit the Patriots the fuck up. Yep. So, no, I, I like Dar- I like Ronald Jones a lot. I like Royce Freeman. I like Carryon Johnson. I like Naeem Hines. I like all these running backs. Don't get me wrong. 
Okay. Comeback of the year, Greg. Uh, I had one guy in my head, but I'm going to go a different route just because I'm saving him for another pick. I'm going to say Dalvin Cook. Okay. Yeah, running back for Minnesota. Uh, towards ACL after the third game, I believe, right? Yeah. Yeah, after the third game. Um, I am a firm believer that he is going to just get a ton of carries in Minnesota because I feel like Kirk Cousins, as the starting quarterback, relied on running backs more than we thought in Washington. Interesting. I feel like I'm not. I'm not calling you wrong. I'm not saying anything wrong. What I would say is they haven't had a solid run game. I mean, they have had Fat Rob. But when, Al, when Alfred Morris was the running back there, true. I feel like he his stats were pretty inflated because of Kirk Cousins. So I feel like you put an elite. I think Dalvin Cook has elite potential as a running back there, and you put Kirk Cousins behind there. I feel like Dalvin Cook's another guy that I think is getting drafted way too high, but. He looked good. I mean, it's just a four-game resume, but he looked good. He, he looked did. Very he did. good. He looked very good. I, I think in that offense, the way it's going to be run right now, I think he has a lot of potential. So I, I, I'm going to see him as a, having a very good year this year because yeah, I feel like he's going to be like he's going to be one of those guys that just wants to like shove it down people's yeah. throats that he's back. So my comeback player of the year, obviously the sexy pick that I'm not going with, just throw out there. There's two sexy picks that I'm not going to go with. One is Jordy Nelson, and the other is Andrew Luck. Oh, those um, are not the two guys I was expecting you to go with. Who are you expecting? Deshaun Watson. Deshaun Watson. He played enough. That's what mm. I got in an argument with someone. He and Carson Wentz played enough games that it's not that that's not a comeback, but like they played enough to cement themselves that like, oh, they can do it. Okay. Like Dalvin Cook had four games. Four games right. for the Vikings. Um, my my pick had zero games. What? Allen Robinson. Oh, he's okay. He's going to Chicago. Okay. He's got a young quarterback, a decent core, a good run game, a great defense. I think Allen Robinson is going to shock some people this year. You have been on record, though, that you are not a fan of Mitchell Trubisky, though. I am not a fan of Mitchell Trubisky because there's no tape proving that you should have taken him that high. That is very and, true. That is very true. And I don't think he's going to be great. Now, in the NFL, you just need a top 15 quarterback to win the Super Bowl. That's very true. But... You need someone to be great, but or, you, or you look out like the Eagles and just have an amazing defense that can like get to the yeah, quarterback. Very true. Yeah, that's true. Coach of the year, I'm up. Okay, I'm going Nagy with the Bears. Really? Yep. Boy, you are showing some love to the Bears yeah. right now. I'm loving so, this. So, all right, the Bears had a top five defense against the run last year, top ten against the pass. I think uh, in, in great... his first year too. By the way, yeah, giving this. Well, okay, one. so look at it this way. You look at all the guys that came out of Andy Reid's system. Doug Peterson's one of them. Doug Peterson led the Eagles from kind of fucking shit to what they are now. Mm-hmm. The other guy was Chris Nagy. Is it Chris Nagy? We're just going with Nagy. I don't want to Google it. Yeah. Nagy. The whole point, though, is that these guys coming out of – and Ed, Reed, Andy Reid is the best football mind I think I've ever seen, and that is including Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick knows how to win. Andy Reid knows how to football. Sometimes being know how to football and knowing how to win are two very different things. Um, but I, I just I like him. He came out of Kansas City. He's going to use Trey Burton the right way. Um, he gets this team a decent run in the playoffs. Coach of the year. All right. Who do you got? Uh, I'm going with the head coach for the team that I said was going to make the playoffs last week. I'm going Kyle Shanahan. Yeah. I loved Kyle Shanahan when he got the job with San Francisco. He yeah. has his quarterback finally. I feel like giving him a full year with Jimmy Garoppolo, not only they're going to make the playoffs, and he is going to 
cement himself as the next great up and coming coach in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, agreed. I, I I have a lot of faith in him, and I'm very excited to see how Jarek McKinnon looks as the tailback for him. You are a big fan of McKinnon going to San Francisco too. Yes. Um. So I've I've cooled on that take a little bit, but not in the sense that I think Jarek McKinnon is going to be great. He's getting drafted very high in football in, right now. In terms now. of fantasy, yes, but like in, in terms football of- terms, I like Jarek McKinnon, and I remember. A couple years ago, ragging on him a little bit, but coming out of college, he had the best numbers in the combine. You're also a big fan. You're also a big fan of George Kittle too. George Kittle is a George Kittle, Trent Taylor, Mm -hmm. Pierre Garcon, yep, Jarek McKinnon, Matt Breda, Jimmy G, and a young young defense with Richard Sherman as Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster when he stays out of trouble, Richard Sherman. Mm -hmm. That's a team, bro. Yeah, Um, MVP, Greg. We got we got four minutes. MVP, who is your 2019 MVP? Obviously, we're leaving out, like, the bigger guys and stuff. Like, uh, like we're not picking Brady or Wentz. Um, we'll just not pick Brady. Okay. You can pick, who, pick whoever you want, but, I'm yeah, go that way. It is very, very simple. My MVP is the guy that was on pace to win it last year before he got injured, Deshaun Watson. Ooh, Deshaun Watson was on pace to light up the NFL before he got injured last year. Houston, no, Deshaun Watson. Uh, what Dabo called him the Michael Jordan, some like that. He also called, someone called Reggie Bush the Michael yeah, Jordan of the NFL. Never so I'm like, a not quarterback gonna... play this nonchalant and it work. Yeah, I love I love the way he plays. I love the confidence he plays. He literally runs that offense to a T and he takes control of it. That is everything I want in a quarterback and I'm very excited to see him. I think Houston has the chance to win that division this year. Easy. Easy. Easily. Easy. He I mean like I'm ex- looking at the division, I think Jacksonville's going to take a step back just cuz they will. I don't think Tennessee's going to make the playoffs this year. I think Mariota's kind of going to be like a little different because he has more control so i think he's gonna make more mistakes i think they'll make it as a wild card but i think i agree with you i think houston wins that division yeah i'm saying deshaun watson wins mvp this year because he's going to light up the league this year my mvp candidate is someone that i've loved for a very long time and got paid respectively and he finally has a team around him that i think can go deep in the playoffs matthew stafford Oh, um, I love that pick, actually. Dude, there's not a human on this planet that doesn't like Matt Stafford. Because you know he's better than the Lions have been giving him, and that you know he's better than the targets he gets. But look at it this year. He has an offense which has on Johnson, Theo Riddick, Amir Abdullah, LeGarrette Blunt. He also has Marvin Jones Jr., Golden Tate, Eric – or no, they got rid of Eric Ebron. They have another tight end. I can't remember his name right now. But the whole point of it is they have – people man they have things on offense on defense they still have Iggy Zanza even though he's sitting out they still have a decent defense with Darius Slay like I think really I'm telling you right now I think the Lions will come full circle and I I want Stafford to get something Mm -hmm. if it's not Stafford in my book I I, I'm just throwing this out there for conversation if it's not Stafford I think it might be Philip Rivers because I I, the Chargers team looks amazing on paper yeah one thing i love about matt stafford uh during one of the thanksgiving day games they were talking about how stafford during while he was with uh, detroit he donated a lot of money to rebuild high school football stadiums yep. throughout the country that and it was a lot it was a significant number of stadiums that he rebuilt too so that just tells you how great of a guy he is and yeah i would love to see stafford get mvp and also see the lions make a run well, guys, that was Two Beers Deep. Thank you so much for listening. We're an hour in, so we're cutting it on Twitch. Thank you for the people that joined us on Twitch. Thank you for participating in the thing. We had some comments, which were funny. Uh, didn't say them on the podcast because guess what? 
If you want to know the comments, get on Twitch. Guys, this is Deacon Greg, two beers deep. Thank you so much for listening, participating. Let us know what you want to hear. Goodbye. We're out of time. Follow us next week and hopefully get us a beer sponsor. Oh, no, no.